whenever you're ready. Oh <laughs> my God. Jessica. I've never been called a fox. <laughs> Dana. That's a classy name for a Harry. I like it classic. Okay. Do you? <laughs> Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. Sure. Out with the bad and in with the good, motherfuckers. That's right. Jessica. Dana. Hi, how are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well, thank you. Welcome to the Rants and Raves podcast. I am Dana Powell. I'm Jessica Young. And, and we are, are here, here to, to rant, rant and, and rave. rave. Did you pause? Did you wait for me? <laughs> I did. I heard some hesitancy. <laughs> um. Oh, well, that's done. Moving on. Oh, well. Jessica. <laughs> <laughs> that's been my attitude today. I feel like problems kept serving themselves on my plate today since about starting mm. at 6 a.m. 6 a.m. it started. And now we're at noon-ish. And I'm just, I'm done accepting those plates. Just, well. That's, I licked the top of that course. Uh Moving on to the next one. Put them in the dishwasher and let someone else deal with it. That's my plan for today. (laughs) (laughs) Jessica, how was your week? Oh, it was pretty good. So I had kind of a weird juxtaposition of going from extreme relaxation to extreme insanity. And I remember being like, this was great. Alan and I went away for a couple of days much needed and i'm like now i'm ready to come back and dive into this crazy week well no i wasn't no we we always think we're gonna be oh lady my god uh you know when you go from a beautiful place we were in central coast uh one of my favorite places literally in the world central coast california i want to live there i want to make jam and have a ranch uh, it's mainly farmland Did you, out I'm there. I'm sorry, you want to make what? Jam. Jam. Is that what you said, though? You said <laughs> jam. <laughs> and my brain was trying to define that, thinking, I think she meant jam, but maybe it's, <laughs> but it sounded like chum. <laughs> we like, be jam what kind of <laughs> What kind of hippie, bougie, jam and chum combo fusion <laughs> she going to make? <laughs> Oh, my God. No, but seriously, like, that is what I keep, my brain keeps going to. I'm like, what would I do here whenever I'm in a small town? I'm like, I'll learn how to make jam. I'll peddle it at yeah. local farmer's markets. I'm at that point, Dana, where the small town life looks more and more appealing by the minute. And I always thought I couldn't live somewhere like this. I'd be bored. Uh, I'm not kidding. Everyone there has... Land. I think it's often what it looks like when I see beautiful pictures of your hometown. Like mm-hmm. a lot of people have beautiful properties, rolling grassy hills. It is so calming. It is so quiet. Uh, the agriculture there is incredible. <coughs> a lot of. Excuse me. <laughs> that was I'm such sorry. a cute sneeze. Excuse me. It's kind I of think cartoonish. I'm allergic. I know. I think I'm allergic to the idea of going back to a small town. Woo! <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. I do hear what you're saying, and the fantasy of it is wonderful, Jessica. Yes, I would course. say that I am one of those people that constantly fantasizes about, like, um, remember that movie with John Travolta? It was, like, the last great thing he did, <laughs> Phenomenon, where he had some kind <sighs> of 
dying thing that gave him a superpower. And then it was like, I forget if it was it Kira Sedgwick that she was a single mom and just was starting over and moved to this new town. I have repeated fantasies throughout my life of being like <laughs> this woman that just like picks up and goes to this new town and it, you know, she's the animal rescuer in town and then she meets the veterinarian. Ooh, la la. But she's not ready. She's not ready. Dana, you're not ready. And then they fall in love and then she thinks he cheated and now she doesn't want to sell her joms anymore <laughs> or rescue any more animals. <laughs> I know this fantasy, okay? But then one Wednesday night, you want to go grab a beer or see an opera? Two very different sides of the spectrum, I understand. But that's what's available to you in Los Angeles. But not in Jom country. <laughs> There's so much to unpack here, I'm dying. Oh, my God. I mean, I you're not wrong. You're not, wrong. Box? <laughs> You're not wrong, but I will say this, and I'm not kidding. No, uh, you can't compare like huge metropolises, right? Uh, many that we have in this country, right? L.A. being one of them. But you are in uh, almost equidistant from Santa Barbara and San Luis Obispo. And I'm not joking when I say that. Both of those towns have a lot of culture, a lot of art, and... Not like L.A. in the same way, but even Santa Barbara gets, like, amazing concerts. They have a beautiful amphitheater there. So a lot of the times the acts that are coming to the Hollywood Bowl are are also going to Santa Barbara and whatnot. Uh, admittedly, yeah, you'd have to be one of the few thriving businesses in this area. Again, if you're not a rancher or a farmer of some sort, uh, you have to be one of the restaurants there. And... Uh, Dana, what would it be without me telling you uh, about um, amazing food? I think I ate at my first Michelin-starred restaurant ever. Oh, wow. To my knowledge, uh, they got a star in 2021. It's called Bell's, B-E-L-L apostrophe S in Los Alamos, my favorite little town that we stay in. It's literally a one-street town, not exaggerating. Um, it was a true culinary experience and the vibe and the music they were playing. You know, it was like when we went to Bavel, there's something about uh, everything from the paint colors they've chosen to the music that's playing to how oh, educated your server yeah. is. Yes. 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 The, yeah. Server education like was off the charts there. Oh my God. It was so, so magical. So Good. we go up there, we stay at a little motel that's been like gutted out and it's very minimalist, but has the best bed ever. And I get our favorite room. It comes with a clawfoot tub. I don't take baths since I was six years old. This oh, is I the love only a bath. exception. I said, I wish we could have one of these just for soaking, just to chill out. I can't explain how calm I was two nights in a row just laid in a bathtub for 10 minutes and then got out and was like, ah, I can sleep. It's yeah. crazy what that does for you. What is, okay, let's, let's plan. Oh, uh, well, you might be scared of this. I don't know. Do you have what? any interest in going into one of those chambers? What do they call them? Those yes. A hundred percent. I do. 
let's do it. Okay, okay, okay. I've never I been know able what to you're find talking someone about. that wants to do it with me. It's like filled with salt water, so you're really buoyant. Uh, oh, yeah, it's no. It's dark and, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. I'm dying ah, to do it. Let's do okay, it. Let's, let's do it. Okay, let's try to do that. I really love your fantasy of <laughs> making your jumps. Listen, there's already living. somebody who makes olive oils and vinegars there. I used to belong to their club. Uh, <laughs> but I'm going to. You are the woman. I have to remind you. I'm not trying to be rude. I just want you to keep a sense of who you are. Okay? And maybe this is born out of my constant fear that you're going to leave me. <laughs> but I must say. I must say, you are the woman who complained last week that restaurants do not stay open until even 8 o'clock. And I guarantee you in John County, they all close <laughs> at 5 if there is one. Or you're going to drive 35 miles to the chicken coop, which is the only restaurant <laughs> nearby that will serve basic Waffle House foods. And you'll have to enjoy it. Okay? Chicken so know who coop. you are. Check yourself before you wreck yourself, and don't leave me. There we go. And now we're moving on. Hilarious. That's my goal you are so right. You are so right, lady. I'm dying. <laughs> Anyways, before uh, I ask Dana about her week, you guys, seriously, if you can get away somewhere in your local area for one night, I'm telling you, Alan and I don't go on vacations where any vacation is visiting family. It's the same for Dana. But if you can get away to somewhere literally within four hours or less, this is two hours away. It's nothing. Yeah. For a night, even a 36-hour trip by yourself or with a friend or with your partner, with or without kids if you have them, it can really reset you just to go and yeah. chill and really not do much. We just relaxed. We yes. just relaxed. So anyways, that, it was lovely. That. You guys needed that. Everybody needs that sometimes. I did. And then I came right back into stuff that just makes my cortisol go through the roof. Yeah. <laughs> Leave that relaxation behind. <laughs> well, Dana, how was you your week? You know what? What? Oh, gosh. How was my week? It's fine. I mean, I don't have anything. <laughs> <laughs> You became a viral meme, and I love that, and I posted that on our social media. Oh, you're so nice. Thank you, Jessica. I said to Dan Tipton because somebody sent that to me, which was so nice. Mm -hmm. You know, I love it. I was like, oh, my God, I've entered the real estate world. I can't believe yes. it because for, so, for many years, I was just the girl waiting for a call from the guy, which is literally what, it, what Pam was doing was waiting for a call from her ex-husband. Yep. Um, so anyway. James Vanderbeek. James Vanderbeek. I love um, it. Uh, do you follow him on Instagram? Speaking no. of Jum County, <laughs> he like picked up his huge, beautiful family because don't they have like twenty six kids or something? I'm totally exaggerating, but I'm pretty sure they have five or six kids, something like that. Oh wow, maybe seven, and they're all beautiful, like airy curly blonde curls and bright blue eyes like they all look like yep. they came out of a uh uh urban outfitters catalog you know the <laughs> or what's the what's the guy that does the beige children do you know what i'm talking about where they're no. very like hippie oh i'll have to send it to you there it was really popular oh, online funny. for a while it was like photos and it looked like magazine shoots and i believe it was an actual campaign but they just called it the beige children <laughs> <laughs> oh anyway God. they have that kind of look 
he just picked up his whole family from L.A. They moved to Texas, bought a bunch of land, and they live out there now. And oh, they, wow. like, go to craft fairs and do things like that. Like, he still works and stuff, I'm sure, because famous yeah. people can live anywhere. But anyway. I can I live anywhere. I wish Why I was. What world am I telling you James Vanderbeek's life story? I don't <laughs> understand what happens in my brain sometimes. <laughs> the little brain neurons, they get lonely. They reach out. And sometimes they connect in places that they just don't need to. <laughs> I don't know why. It's not. <laughs> oh, that's great. Let's just get into this. Let's tell people how to get a hold of us. All right, you guys. Thank you so much for listening. Oh, my God. Wait. Yes. You guys, I got my hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm much happier. She had it reshaped. Sorry. I had to just had it reshaped. Okay, go ahead. I'm so sorry. Please find us on Instagram and Facebook at the Rants and Raves Podcast, on TikTok at the Rants and Raves P. You can go to our YouTube channel, subscribe, and see all of this insanity in the flesh on the screen for both audio or video downloads available on our YouTube channel. You can always send us an email at the Ransom Raves Podcast at gmail.com or go to the contact button on our website, www.therancerravespodcast.com. Thank you. Thank you, Jessica, for sharing. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's get into some of these rants. We like to rant out little things if you're new to us here. We, yep. You guys can write in things that you just want to complain about. You want somebody to rant it out for you. That's what mm-hmm. we're here for. Get it out. We're going to do a cleansing breath. Get all of that angsty feeling out and spend That's the rest right. of the show filling up with giggles and goodness. Well, Dana, <laughs> this rant is uh, from myself. I wrote in to the Rants and Raves podcast. You know, and when I read is... it, I was like, do I think this is Jessica? Uh, there was uh-huh. a clue, but <laughs> there was a clue. <laughs> Do you want to take a guess what that clue was that made me wonder if it was maybe you? Hashtag hotel life. That's exactly right. (laughs) Jessica Young, you have won nothing behind curtain one. We all knew. Please continue. (laughs) I mean. You have have a vow. All of your complaints have been valid. This would annoy me too. Yes. yes. I am not high maintenance. But before I even well, tell you what this rant is really about, the hair factor. By God, there was a piece of hair on the sink in my otherwise seemingly very clean room. But y'all, if I walk into another room and there is hair, it's like you don't do a once over after you've wiped something down before you have company. I double check my bathrooms. Like, yeah. I don't want to even see a speck anywhere. If I know someone's coming over, are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. So that's not even the rant, y'all. This hotel, which I love dearly. So it's like, I don't want to be disparaging because I love them so much, but I'm also angry because I've been going there now for, I think, almost eight years. It's like Alan and mine's special little getaway, right? And it's a minimalist hotel right off the road in this tiny town. And I absolutely love everything about it. The bed is divine. We slept incredibly. We leave. I check out. I'm even handing off my key to the gal who was new from when we had checked in. And I said, 
uh, put the key on the counter. I said, check it out, room 20. I said, it was great, as always, thank you, and walked out because I'm, you know, 65 years old and I talk like that now. Um, <laughs> anyways, we get home. About an hour later, I see something from the 805. That's a Santa Barbara County area code. And I'm like, oh. And, of course, I'm thinking, is it one of the restaurants? Is it the hotel? Did a charge not go through? Did something happen? Like, I start getting paranoid and think everything, something's wrong. Did I leave something behind? I listened to the voicemail. And it said, hi, Jessica. This is Amber calling from the Bloody Blah Motel. And, um, well... Um, unfortunately, um, housekeeping was unable to find or locate the fourth pillow that's in your room. So we don't know if you, if you, um, took that or, or where that might be, or if you could just give us a call and and let us know, um, where that might be, we'd really appreciate it. Um, I took one huge attempted cleansing breath and then I picked up the phone and dialed and I had such a haughty. Um, wait, 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 hold on, hold on, hold on. Let's, <laughs> let's try this. Let's try this. Hello, Jessica's favorite hotel for eight years when she gets away with her husband, Helen. How may I help you? Hi. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I just listened to your message and I, I'm trying to make sure that I got this correct. My name is Jessica. I just checked out from you a few hours ago. And did you actually leave me a message asking where the fourth pillow was? I'm trying not to laugh right now because I can assure you um, I didn't accidentally leave with a pillow in our already very small overnight bags. But I will tell you this, I tend to hug a pillow while I'm sleeping, so I guarantee you it was halfway down the bed and under the sheets, and maybe when they stripped the bed, it all got scooped up in there. So I'd suggest you have housekeeping go take a look through your piles of linens, and I bet that pillow's in there. Or maybe it's the extra pillow that I saw in the closet that we never touched. All right, ma'am. I have had that charge removed from your bill. Thank you very much, and we hope you want to know. Dana, that's verbatim what I said to her, and she literally went, okay, well, thank you for returning the call. And oh, my God, I was up. right. I was so right. Here's the thing. I, when you told me that, I was like, who steals hotel pillows? Hotel pillows Gross. are really nice. They, they do buy nice pillows. <laughs> I don't know yes. how often they clean them, but I'll tell you all this. I know how often I drool. So <laughs> I don't think I'm going to be taking home that 50 pounds of stranger drool to be smooshing okay. my face in every night at home. <laughs> okay. Now, it's one thing to want the salt and pepper shakers or a little butter dish that says Le Castillon and has a little French lady on it, like one that my dad stole from a restaurant in Montreal that I still have. Oh, oh my but God. You just tattled on yourself want... and your dad. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I don't want your anything from a hotel. You want to know what the exception would be? If I was at some fabulous 
place poolside, which P.S. that ain't my vibe, never going to be. <laughs> but if they had some incredible like striped beach towel, I might want to walk off with one of those from the Regent Beverly Wilshire or something like that. Other than okay. that, no thanks. They okay. are going to charge you. I mean, if you I walk know. off with those things. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I know. But maybe it's worth it. <laughs> I'll just try. And then if they call me, I'll laugh at them and see if they just make it go away. I seriously uh, was outraged. I mean, I'm not joking. Like, I get it. Or if it's like, oh, you know what? I'm so sorry. Yep, it's right here. We see it. But it was just very weird. And I'm telling yeah. you, no joke. Yes, stranger things have happened. I once tried to walk through airport security and had a massive pair of bolt cutters that I somehow forgot was in my tote bag that I'd been schlepping around town all day. Yeah, I looked like a real <laughs> moron. But that pillow didn't squeeze into my bag that was already bulging. So yeah. I... Also, yeah. Rant over. I mean... <laughs> okay. I'll just let it go. I don't want no. to rile you up. I'll just I don't want to rile you up anymore. Though. You can give your opinion. I'm saying I'll shut up and come up for air now. Oh Listen no, 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 no. I don't really have an opinion. It. I'm sure that the girl at the front desk didn't want to make that call to begin with. And I'm sure housekeeping was like, You're the people person. You know, like nobody wanted to make that call, I'm sure. Can you because imagine? They expected, they were like, they were really like, I don't want it. They're going to be so insulted. Why would anyone, there's steal a hotel pillow, you guys. Like, they're saying all the same things we are. <laughs> also, I'm like, do they have a checklist? Is it like oh, she I'm goes sure in they and do. tells yeah. the girl working? Because it's a tiny little office that someone sits in until 10 o'clock at night and then they leave. There's an emergency yeah. number. I mean, this there's not a light on in the town past really eight. Like you said. Yeah. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Oh, now we're digging. We're getting wait. somewhere. I have to say one thing. One mm. thing really quick. And then we're moving into your rant. Oh, my God. Okay. I will tell you, we went to this tiny, tiny little tasting room that we had been to before that we love. And the man that runs it, it's was the vineyard and the farm that he owns and runs was his parents. So... They've been there a very long time in the area. He's a brilliant guy. He's always like, are you a bibliophile? His exact words. His Aww. whole tasting room is lined with book after book after book. I walked in. There's literally, it was like going into a, a year in Provence or something. There's like a, a book open and he's cut open like some blue trumpet mushroom specimens. It was like going into Ooh. a researcher librarian's office anyways we talked to him for hours hours he is so lovely and he's like well do you do any foraging and i said no i Ooh. don't know anything about it he said you should look up i know there's several great clubs in los angeles because this guy I went believe... to college in, in ucla and he's like i'm sure he's botanists. right we should look into that yeah we should actually um I'm sure he's right because I know that there are people who do that in New York, groups of people who forage together in New York. I never thought about it, but how cool. Yeah. Sort I of. wish we could I wish we could follow along fascinated by fungi. Oh, I know. <laughs> 
because I'll tell you what. what to say. I don't know what to say about him. You know me. Everybody can do what they want. I think that guy's real kinky. I really <laughs> he always tries to tamp it down and then he will he will post a video of him going like this to a mushroom. And we all know what he's talking about and he jokes it off and I'm like, You're stoking the flames, dude. It's cause you can't hide your real self. <laughs> I see you. You maniac. <laughs> I have Am to I tell wrong? you, I, do you think I'm I wrong? would do what he does. I I would do porch? the same thing. The, oh, no, the spanking, flicky. the flicking, the everything. I, would I know. I would. <laughs> what does that say about us? Uh, a lot. Okay. Well, moving on. We're done with that. <laughs> on my. <laughs> Hilarious. <laughs> Knowing what we talked about in the green room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. oh, my. All right. <laughs> <laughs> well, here is my rant. Okay, are we ready? This, yeah. I think, so many people will be able to relate to. I don't know if any of us, if everyone can relate to hotel pillows or uh, anything that's come out of my mouth since <laughs> the beginning of the show. But I think this one is relatable. Being so excited to eat when you get home from a ridiculously long day of work and can't think about even making a PB&J only to realize you have left your food that you ordered for tonight in the fridge at work. Oh, my God. I don't even have a regular work that I go to and this happens to me. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or you could be out with a friend and leave your leftovers in their leave fridge, it. anything, and you're that. like, when I get home, I'm going to have the second half of that quesadilla. And I look forward to that. It is a part of the dining out experience <laughs> for me. Yes. I order knowing that probably between, I'm going to go on the earlier side and say 10.30 p.m., <laughs> to one thirty p.m., I am going to eat that. Yeah. One thirty a.m. I mean, like ten thirty p.m. to one thirty a.m. Within sure. that time frame, I'm going to eat that. I plan for that. I know <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it. It's going to make me the happiest I've been all day. I'll regret it later, but quickly fall asleep with a full belly, just like a puppy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> exactly. So if I leave it at the restaurant, or if I Ooh, this makes me mad, especially here in L.A. in the summer. It, it doesn't cool down at night. I mean, it can get really, really cold. But then you have other days where it's, like, still 98 outside, and you're like, God dang. And I leave those that food's in my car. Yes. And then it cooks in my car, and then my car smells like cooked food. <laughs> and I didn't get to eat it. So you and I talk a lot about just the guilt of waste. Yes. But how many times have you even, have you ever left it at the restaurant and then oh, gotten home yes. and realized you left it on the table? You left it there and you know they had to throw it away. I think the most angry I ever was as far as leaving something behind, there was this amazing place uh, in uh, West LA that once in a while, if I had to go to a vendor and they were still open, I'd be like, yes, I'd run in and grab something. And I'm like, we can have this for dinner. And they just made like really great veggies and salads and tuna and things you could go get to go, right? Yeah. So they made the best crab cakes ever, ever, ever. And they were not cheap. And yeah. I bought two of them and I got like a quinoa salad or something. And I'm like, oh my God, we're going to have this for dinner. Mm -hmm. 
I was so like cracked and stressed out and I put it on the floor behind my seat. So also lesson learned. I always put stuff in the front seat with me or I will forget that it's there. I do the same thing. Yeah. Dana forgot I had even gotten it. I had bought it for that night. I was on the way home, forgot about it. Wasn't until the next day when I got in my car to go to work and I like dry heaved at the smell because it oh, was no. in summer oh. and I left them real expensive crab cakes in the cooking sun of the San Fernando Valley. Oh, I did smell. I was so angry. Okay. It was like, <laughs> I, and honestly, this is just typical of what a glutton I am. I was way more angry that I didn't get to eat it than I was about the waste of money. I was just livid that I didn't get to have those damn crab cakes. Well, and I think as this person who wrote in, the thing that is sucks about it even more is if you've planned that to be your evening meal. Yes. Like, I'm talking about what <laughs> my yes. to eat at inappropriate times, probably while I'm in bed watching <laughs> yeah. TV. Who knows? Who knows? We can't guess. But... <laughs> When you're talking about, you're like, no, this is what I'm going to feed myself and my partner or my kids or whoever for the night. And then you have nothing. You have to scramble to get to Wendy's and get a number one single with a Junior Frosty vanilla. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Wait, what is their new logo? Speaking of Wendy's, where's the... Oh, no, remember how it used to be Where's the Beef? Where's the in the beef, 80s? That old woman, yeah. Well, now Wendy's has a new campaign called Squares the Beef. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. You know what? I'll well. give it to them. Wendy's is the best fast food burger in the land, in my humble opinion. So there you go. You know, you know how sometimes you're like, God, the world just wants to be mean to me sometimes. <laughs> I love Wendy's. It is... One, my favorite fast food, probably. Yeah. Um, but on my journey to not eating meat, of course, mm-hmm. I have not had a burger from Wendy's in years oh. uh, when it was my favorite burger. Uh, and it is my son's favorite restaurant to eat at. And so <laughs> I go to it frequently and stare <laughs> at the pictures of all the yummy things that I used to eat and think, well, maybe just a cheat day. And then I imagine cows crying. Like I can't. (laughs) You're like, I guess I'll have the Caesar salad. Oh no. no, These people must think I'm a maniac because clearly we go to the same one all the time near our neighborhood, you know? And Mm -hmm. they're like, here comes the baked potato lady. What's this lady? What is she doing with these baked potatoes? You know what? They make a good baked (laughs) potato. They make a they, good baked potato. I don't get bacon. I just get cheese and butter. And that's yeah. my treaty treats. <laughs> nice. That's what I replace <laughs> that delicious hamburger with. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's a, I've made that choice for a reason, and I'm sticking mm-hmm. to it as long as I can. That's right. Um, I, on the other hand, ate octopus and rabbit this week, so sorry. Why would you? Yeah, you should be hiding. Why would you just be like, let me just throw that in real quick? I don't know. It just flew out of my mouth. Yeah, what's wrong with you? You know how I feel about octopus. How could you eat octopus? I know, 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 I know. You love octopuses. I know, I know. The Michelin star made me do it. 
<laughs> oh my god. You I <laughs> I send you at least one octopus video a week. I know, I know. I follow Birdie the octopus for crying out loud. You follow Birdie. You guys don't follow Birdie the octopus real cute. Oh my on god. Real cute. You know. Did you know they don't live very long? So you shortened that poor octopus's life even more. I know. Well, That's I will tell they- you this. Something I'm horribly against. Uh, I just recently signed a petition towards uh, not Fine. having. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cruel. Like, it's such a we. It's already weird enough. We've talked about this ad nauseum, but the industrialization of meat, yeah. again, uh, just so nobody thinks we're saying, oh, don't do this, don't do that. We're talking about the industrialization of food. It's horrible. Uh, It's been going on, obviously, for decades now. But the thought of them now creating that with an animal that is from the ocean that never has been mass produced, what else do you even say? I don't know. It's a total creep show. Well, it is a creep show, and mostly because... Um, Proposed octopus that, farming for food is what I'm trying to get at. Correct. And they do a lot of culling and it's very, um, you know, there's, it's hard to prove um, mm-hmm. scientifically how much pain and blah, 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 blah. But the way that they do that is they put them into freezing water and mm. there has been um, evidence shown that that's actually a very long, slow death Ugh, so mm. um you know probably you eating them is a little quicker but uh, oh <laughs> <laughs> no, i am not i'm not i really am not a meat shamer it's a hard thing for me too i'm just an octopus shamer <laughs> oh my god <laughs> no we are meat eaters i understand that i'm just trying to go on my own journey but i and i do have to admit a lot of it is for like no don't eat like i am shallow but it's not just cute things i'm mad no, about everybody has their own reason for it yeah totally my my men in my home they're meat eaters for sure so i don't ever shame anybody but um did you see that they have made a, a woolly mammoth meatball yes that is so not okay it is a giant ball of meat that is woolly like mammoth it. meat that they made from the DNA of a woolly mammoth, but they can't eat it. I don't, I'm not sure why they made it then, but they can't eat it because obviously we didn't exist back then. And so they don't think that our stomachs would be able to handle some of the uh, bacteria and things that are in that from that time. I don't like this excavation of dead things and fossils and mummies and everything else trying to bring back things is what's bothering me like bring back they want their ultimate goal is to bring back the woolly mammoth well yes i don't think that is a good idea and i think we've all seen jurassic park okay thank you (laughs) i mean but seriously aside from that uh really i don't i think it's really weird Weird, 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 weird. Yeah. Um, All right. Anyway, um, I'll edit some of that. Let's take a cleansing breath out of. (laughs) I'll edit some of that harshness I had about (laughs) eating octopus. I'll get rid of some of it. Um, I do the same thing for Dan Tipton, so don't feel bad. Hilarious. Uh, Okay. Well, I think we could use a cleansing breath. Oh, yeah, we could. 
So this is a staple of our show. We like to mm-hmm. rant out and be angsty and silly and <laughs> about the things that annoy us. <laughs> we get it all out. We take a deep breath in. We blow out all those feelings of tension. And then we yes. like to spend the rest of the show filling up with kindness, goodness, good news stories, laughs, little, all of that stuff. So if you can scream it out, highly recommended, as I do every week. If you cannot, at least take a minute. Remember, last week's episode, that little girl felt so much better. So Mm -hmm. take a couple of seconds to take a deep breath with us. Deep breath in. And. uh, Ooh, that's nice. That is nice. And I did it last night. When I was wide awake at three in the morning, and I'm not joking, I consciously thought, take a cleansing breath, take two, hell, take ten. And because I could not, I was so riled up because I worked really late, I just sat in bed, laid flat on my back, and just took long, slow, deep breaths. Mm. And it does, it's just amazing what it does, right? How it brings you down. Yeah, it's interesting. Yes, I it think like I resets you- your nervous system. It does. And I think that's science, too, that it does. Yes. It resets you. Um, I, I, have I been talking about my newest obsession? Uh, with it, it comes and goes through the years, but I do have an obsession with body language. Have I ever, have I been talking no. about this? Okay. So, no. like, my newest YouTube obsession <laughs> is I've been following the behavior panel, and it's these four hmm. guys from various different professions, military, um, you know, uh, G, oh, this guy's European, he's British, G7. Does that make sense? Training G7 people. Uh, he yeah, also trains. the summit. Oh, okay. I don't know what that the means. The G7 summit. Oh, okay. Is that something I should know? <laughs> I thought it was like, wait, wait, I thought he was talking about G7 was maybe like 007. <laughs> Is that not the same? Uh, I mean, I don't know. <clears throat> Explain to me, you're saying he trains people in the G7. Uh, okay, go on. This goes to show you how I do not research anyone's credits. Anyway, but he also trains entertainers and public speakers. Like, he's very big in the body language arena, I world, whatever. So, anyway, there's four guys dying. on this panel. And so they do all kinds of things. They do old things. They do new things. They do like true crime stuff, but they've also done like they covered a lot of Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. Uh, I think they're going to, I'm sure they're going to cover Gwyneth Paltrow because can we just not even handle her through this trial? I can't. Uh, (laughs) Honestly, I can't. So anyway, I don't know what in the world led me to be talking about this obsession I have. What was, where was I? I honestly don't know. Because now we're, you're on your computer searching G7. Uh, well, I'm pulling – I know what G7 is, but I wanted to tell you the countries that are in G7, uh, which is a yearly summit. So it is a political forum consisting of Canada, France, Germany, Italy, Japan, the United Kingdom, and the United States. Okay. What do they do? <laughs> they meet. To... 
discuss things about the world. Oh, okay. I mean, I feel like I've heard the name, like, when you added the word summit, but he says even people in G7. So I was like, ooh, Remington Steel, Pierce Brosnan. Okay. Okay. Good. Oh, my God, Remington Steel. Now, I literally have no idea why I brought this up. Because I said, because have I told you my new obsession and it's body language? What were we talking oh, about? Oh, yeah. You said the behavior specialists or behavior something. It's something that you follow. Oh, got it. Anyway, so I follow these guys and they even talk about when you take a deep breath like that, it kind of resets your system. But I've been mm. learning, like, you will be super creeped out to know that because we're on video uh, mm -hmm. When I say things, I am watching your facial expressions for how you genuinely feel about what I've said. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm learning. Uh, I do that all the time with people. I mean, I'm not I've kidding. Hours. I'm starting to be able to see you just bit your lip. Uh, I'm but what I'm starting <laughs> to get better at. <laughs> Hilarious. I'm learning all the illustrators and the adaptive measures and stuff, you know, uh, lip when you go like this, learning micro expressions. Um, but what I'm trying to get a hold of now is body, the rest of the body. I've only got from like here up. Well, what I'm does this to mean? Learn. Oh, Because I do something. a lot of this. It means something. Well, yeah, but when you're being silly, that's different than if you're telling me I didn't murder my husband. And then you went like this. That's a different thing. But it also, like, there's different meanings between one shoulder shrug, two shoulder shrugs. There's different, like, when your hands are illustrating up here versus this mid plane versus lower, there's different meanings in that. And <clears throat> none of it's absolute. It's all just like, this is indicating that there could be some deception or there could be nerves or there could be something else they're trying to say, but physically they're stopping themselves. Um, and oh, wow. You, add all these different things you find clusters of those behaviors to kind of go yeah i think that person's not being honest or they're holding something back or you know all those things yes i know it's i sound like a maniac but no it's fascinating we, to me i'm telling you also because you're on this tip look up how they do the questioning at the airport i feel like we talked about this on an episode at ben gurion airport in israel there's no machines that you walk through. It's all asking you I questions and it's, it's completely based on the movement of your pupils and iris. Yeah. That's how yeah, they determine. Because they move on their own. We can't stop them. It's crazy. And they or have like, never had a hijacking from their yeah. airport. I mean, it's, it's pretty really interesting incredible. because all of these guys come from different fields and use yeah. these behavioral language for different purposes. And so right. sometimes they will get together and one of them will be like, I know nothing about this case. I don't know who this person is. I don't know what they did, like besides what's in the video, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so I am kind of a blank slate just putting these pieces together and you may know what ended up happening and if they are guilty or not. Let's see where this goes. And it's right. interesting because all four of them notice all the same things. And then some of them you're able to go, well, yeah, clearly we know that what's his name? Scott Peterson killed his wife. <laughs> you know what I mean? My God. But seeing yeah. all of the <clears throat> things that lead someone to assume that you're like, yeah, there's something to body language. Oh, show. Right. What, yes. what it means when people have you ever noticed when you have you ever been like nervous at an audition or something? And just because that's what we do. But um, and you have your legs crossed. 
And, you know, I, I don't have stick legs. I got little Pillsbury Doughboy legs. And so when you cross your, <laughs> when you cross your legs, have you ever noticed your foot going like this, like moving yeah, yeah. up and down slightly? And yep. there was one time I was like, I'm literally not nervous enough to be kicking. So why is my foot? <laughs> well, there's a femoral artery there. <clears throat> there's an artery there. Mm-hmm. So you cannot hide how fast your blood is pumping. And it's an indicator to people. So that's why they say, you know, be careful how you place your feet. If you're in a corporate situation where you're trying to, bar, you know, barter for something or get something. I don't know. It's fascinating to me. I'm off on a tangent. Let's just move on. And there we go. That's how I'm dealing with things today. Moving on. The behavior plan. I'll check them out if you want. <laughs> Hilarious. I love that. Thank you. That's really cool. I've been telling everyone, uh, but I'm sure everyone's like, God, now Dana just made me uncomfortable around her all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I missed a message 30 minutes ago. Please take it down. You're screaming. What? You were Ooh. not screaming 30 minutes ago. Sorry. <laughs> well, apparently I was. Holy Maybe. shit. All right, y'all. Maybe We've got a corner. It's been a minute for a golden oldies. This comes to us from the AP News. This is by Stephen Wade. This article came out today. Ooh, timely. Japanese surfer nears 90 years old and talks of catching waves at 100. So I don't think it's any secret how long and prosperous the lives of the elderly are in Japan and Okinawa. Um, those people take good care of themselves and I am amazed and fascinated. There's actually a group of women in their eighties that off the coast of Okinawa that does like deep sea diving. And I'm constantly in amazement at them. So this guy made me so happy when he popped up in my feed a busy company owner for the early part of his life, Seichi Sano began anew at 80 years old by climbing Mount Fuji. What? At 80? <laughs> okay. I mean, I think I got up part of Stone Mountain when I was a kid. You know, uh, that's just a, a rock in Georgia. Well, I um, just walked from my car up the three steps to my front door and I was like, ooh, can I get started already this morning? <laughs> apparently not challenged enough by japan's highest peak he almost immediately took up surfing sano turns 90 later this year and after being recognized by the guinness world records as the oldest male to surf he's ready for other tests maybe i'll try bouldering he said suggesting he might do it first in a gym outside it might be a bit dangerous he ruled out bungee jumping too scary he said, or maybe he'll just stick with what he knows. I think it would be interesting to try to surf until I'm a hundred. I think I take better care of myself when I have goals like this. Even now I take better care of myself than I did before. Sano lives about 20 minutes from Yokohama and gets out most weekends on the black sand beach. Incredible. If you've never seen it, look it up. It is so beautiful. Near Enoshima, the small island that hosted sailing for the recent Tokyo Olympics. He said he was inspired by an employee at his local bank 
who was always tan and didn't look like a typical banker. <laughs> His secret, he said, was surfing. So Sano followed up and found a teacher. I don't consider myself an old man, he said in his wetsuit. I have never thought of myself as an old person. I always feel that I can still move forward. I can still do it. I can still enjoy it. I love this so much. And I will tell you, my granny, who lived until the ripe old age of 92, kept herself very active. And even once she was in her 80s, she used to go, and I loved this place, and I even went on an excursion with her once with other seniors. It was called the Golden Age, and it was a center in Montreal, and you could go, and they had yoga, tai chi, massage, where, like, people specifically, obviously, I think, probably did a gentler massage for people who are up there in age and a little more fragile. Mm -hmm. And my granny would walk a mile there and a mile back, and go to do Tai Chi and all of that kind of stuff. And it kept her very spry. Oh, yeah. I used to always ask my granny, like, what are you doing? Why are you stretching? Because I would always stay in bed with her when we would be visiting each other. And she would always, like, put her legs up and stretch. And I do that now. She's like, you got to keep yourself limber. She's like, if yeah. you don't move, if you don't keep everything going, you're not going to be able to move. And I'd always be like, ugh. And now I'm like, oh, my God, I know what she means. Yeah, yeah. And also, I like that he said, you know, having a goal or an objective, a, a purpose really keeps it yes. going. I do firmly believe in that always. Absolutely. Yeah. And to keep learning new things. We always talk about that. Oh, girl. No matter I, what it is. Yeah. Always, we have to. That's the thing I was saying. And maybe to you and to Dan Tipton, like, you know, I've been complaining <laughs> that I'm having to learn so many new things. Like, it really does feel like I'm learning a new program, a new uh, way of doing things, a new yes. skill that I need for our career every single week right now. And yes. it, it really is true. And the thing is, I believe that that's probably going to be the case right now, probably till the end of our lives, our generation, mm. because of the, this technology boom. I mean, it's yep. so crazy. It's just, I just have to stop complaining about it, accept it as a way of life and actually see it as a blessing because I do have to sit down and focus and learn. And I do think that keeps yeah. your brain sharper. You yeah. Know? So maybe that will help 100%. us all live longer. I don't know. You know, people say they get a feeling, you know, people get a feeling like my mom always said she felt like she was going to go young. She would leave us when she was young and. You know, I don't like it when I hear people say that because I feel like that's kind of a self-prophecy. Uh, I feel like I'm going to be, I'm going to live to be old. Like I could see yes. myself getting to a hundred if I take care of myself and like, I right? just have that mentality. I don't know why yes. it's just something I believe, but I met a 30 year old, not even 30, a couple of years ago. And she was like, I don't see my life past 40. Like I can't envision it. I don't know what I'd be doing. I don't, I can't see anything beyond that. And that makes me wow. nervous. I'm like, yeah, it should. Let's start making some of those things. Yeah. You know, let's start saying, here's what I want by then and start pursuing it just exactly. so you get on your journey. It doesn't mean you have to attain that specific thing you're going for, but get on a journey of living. Yeah. Anyway. Totally. Yeah, that made sense, but. It did. Well, what was his name? Uh, well, his last name is Sano, Saicho, Sa if I'm pronouncing his first name properly. What an amazing 
What an amazing man. Uh, no. I saw a video of a woman the other day. She was 91, and boy, man, she looked in her 70s. And they were asking her about, she still colors her hair kind of a light blondish, sandy, you know. And mm-hmm. she was like, I don't think I'm fooling anyone. That's not the point. <laughs> That's not right? why I dye my hair. She's like, I dye my hair because I like how it looks, just the way other right. people dye their hair other colors that aren't theirs and she goes yeah i'm 91 but when i walk past a mirror or a window i really want to enjoy what i see absolutely for you lady Mm -hmm. for you all right well i'm gonna go into my corner i have an excuse me corner (laughs) uh the title of it here i got an extra little title i always enjoy those jessica don't sweat the small stuff Please don't. <laughs> Please don't. All right. I know what's coming. You're a monster, Jessica. <laughs> this is from Sky News, breaking UK and world news. Makes it sound real important. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I'm trying to see if it tells us who it was written by, but it doesn't. Anyway, this is on Sky News at news.sky.com. Sniffing other people's sweat can help treat social anxiety, study suggests. Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. No. I'm going to tell you, uh, if that's the last uh, solution on the planet, I guess I'm going to die a very anxious person because that ain't ever happening. I Well, let's get into this. Using mindfulness as an anxiety therapy could be more effective if participants sniff sweat at the same time, a new study suggests. No. Sniffing other people's body odor, that's the part that gets me. Like, if you want me to smell my own BO, I probably wouldn't notice it as much. You know what I mean? Your own stink, you're like, "Uh okay. No, this is other people's body odor. May be able to help treat social anxiety, according to new research. Armpit sweat was taken from volunteer... (coughs) Volunteers uh, uh. who watched either happy or scary film clips, including Mr. Bean's Holiday, Sister Act, <laughs> and The Grudge. Oh, okay. Really specific. <laughs> so the samples weird. were then used alongside more traditional mindfulness therapy <laughs> to treat social anxiety. I feel like you can't even be serious about something when no, after you say Mr. You can't. Bean. Anyway. You can't. The samples were then used alongside more traditional mindfulness therapy to treat social anxiety. Yeah, I want to go more traditional. The study revealed mindfulness was more effective when combined with sniffing the body odor. The study involved 48 (laughs) women who suffered from social anxiety. Okay, don't we all? Doesn't everybody have some social anxiety? Some of whom were exposed to clean air and others to body odor. (laughs) Patients who completed a mindfulness session while exposed to body odor saw a 39% reduction in social anxiety, while without body odor, there was a 17% reduction in anxiety. I mean, that's a significant Hmm. difference. Mm -hmm. The researchers believe there's something about human sweat that affects the response to treatment. However, said more work is needed to confirm the link. Yeah, you you better do some more work. They thought there might be different effects on treatment depending on the volunteers' emotion while perspiring, which is why they got them to watch films to elicit particular feelings. However, the effect was the same, whether the sweat giver had been watching a comedy or horror. Lead researcher Eliza Figna from Karolinska Institute in Sweden said the team was a little surprised by this. Quote, it may be that simply being exposed to the presence of someone else 
has this effect, but we need to confirm it. So, so like, <laughs> this is what made me so... <laughs> This is the end of the article, you all. Okay. According to the NHS website, there are currently a number of treatments available for the condition, including cognitive behavioral therapy, guided self-help, and antidepressant medicines. Very last thing of the article. Social anxiety is a mental health condition where people worry excessively about social situations. Okay. Why is that at the end of the article? (laughs) You just spent a whole article talking about hearing social anxiety and you waited till the end to define it it's fine i think we all know what social anxiety is jessica why in your uh unqualified opinion yes why would smelling someone else's sweat calm people uh i can tell you right now that it would do anything but and i am still traumatized from being on MARTA, that is the subway system in Atlanta, Georgia, the year that the Braves, the Atlanta Braves, finally won the World Series, mm-hmm. and they closed down the city and school so we could all go to the parade, and I was on MARTA, and it was literally like a sardine tin. Everyone was like this. Oh, gross. And Your the, arms are straight up in the air. The subway broke down, and we were trapped in there. With no ventilation, with everyone's arms up, and no AC, and I can still taste what that subway car smelled like. So they can take this study and shove it where the sweat don't shine. Okay? I am so appalled and revolted. I was trying to think, How dare you? Whenever you're at, like, an amusement park, like... Disneyland or Six Flags or, you know, or something like that, and you, and it's summertime and you start smelling people. I'm like that uh-huh. never comes. I can't. It does not. I can't me. handle it. There's nothing worse. Okay. Well, we've decided this is a bogus study in our unqualified <laughs> opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Done and moving on. Is this the new new part of our show where after every segment I say something that is – one of us says something that's awful and then we go, done, moving on. We decided. (laughs) A hundred percent. Oh, my God. Okay. Well, don't sweat the small stuff, Jessica. You must have been just giggling to yourself when you wrote that. Don't smell the small stuff. Are you in training to be the next David Mm -hmm. Moye? I mean, I might be. (laughs) (laughs) Let's get into our rave. All right. So this, I guess anything that's helping others is a rave, right? I feel weird saying it's a rave because it's about to talk about something that's very sad to me. Uh, I hate whenever a disaster hits anywhere in the world. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it always hits you. I think even closer to home when it's in your own country or area. And um, one of my best friends from college, my dear friend Karen, um, her hometown was completely wiped out last week with these tornadoes Tornadoes. that ripped through. Um, And if you did not grow up in an area that has tornadoes, I mean, look, they can happen anywhere. Uh, I grew up in Atlanta. Dana grew up in the Midwest. I'm sure you had tornado warnings, All right? We would go in yeah. the hallway and we had you tornado had to season. Sit crouched. Yes. Yeah. And put a book over your head in the hopes that if a desk went flying, what that book was going to hopefully not smash your head in. I, I but don't I remember. 
I remember how scary it would be in college in Alabama when those tornadoes would rip through. And I was on a second floor apartment. So any of us that lived on the second floor would go down to a neighbor on the bottom floor and all of that. Anyways, um, it's extra eerie to me because one of the times that I was home with Karen in college, I went home with her all the time. So I'm very familiar with her hometown and friends and family that are there. We were there when a tornado ripped through. And we had just gotten over to a friend of hers house and the mom screamed, get in the hall. And we all went in the hallway where there's no windows and the mom pulled. I mean, you know, like when a mother gets that she Hulk strength, she pulled a mattress out of the room and just threw it on us. Yeah. And it was Karen and I and her friend, Anne and her little brother hiding under the, under the mattress. mattress. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, yeah. this tornado leveled uh, Rolling Fork, Mississippi. And, uh, even like my favorite restaurant that I went to every time I went home with her is gone. She's like, it was obliterated. So, uh, president Biden and, uh, the first lady are arriving there either today or tomorrow. This is a very small community. It's near the Mississippi Delta. A lot of farmers. This is a huge farming and agricultural community. And some of these people lost everything. Uh, Karen's parents, luckily are uh, physically unscathed, thank God. But all of the glass, the back of their house is glass windows and glass doors blew out. Yeah. And you can imagine the terror that must have happened. They thought a bomb was going off. Oh, uh, sure. All the glass blew out in the back Not of their house. Not to mention tornadoes sound like trains anyway. <sighs> yes. <coughs> it's horrifying. <coughs> yeah. So... This was a real doozer. Again, Rolling Fork, Mississippi. Uh, my heart goes out to you. Uh, the pictures, if you look online, are horrific. You can't even tell what that is. That's just no. pieces of buildings and cars that were tossed around. So uh, we will be posting a GoFundMe that was started. Uh, Karen's dad actually was the owner of uh, a bank there for many, many years. Karen's grandfather started it. It was a bank started specifically for farmers in the area. Wow. Um, so this is a group of people that Karen knows and try would never be like, hey, here's a GoFundMe. But uh, I don't know why I'm feeling weird about that. No, people no. shouldn't. Uh -uh. Uh, this is the Rolling Fork Tornado... <laughs> Rolling Fork Tornado Relief Fund. This was organized by Sarah Wyndham. Hi, my name is Sarah Wyndham. My husband, Jordan, was born and raised in Rolling Fork and has family and friends who live and work in this community. I am creating a relief fund to provide aid to the people and businesses of Rolling Fork, Mississippi and Sharkey County after a devastating tornado hit the area on March 24th, 2023. Many lives have been tragically lost and homes and businesses have been completely destroyed. The town needs all of our help to recover and rebuild. A hundred percent of the funds will go to direct local relief through local schools, churches, and relief groups. I will personally match any fee deductions with each transfer and share detailed transfer information along the way. Rolling Fork is the heart and soul of the South Delta and so much of it has been wiped out by this tornado. All of the prayers and support of this Delta community are requested. Mm -hmm. So we will put the link to that. Um, they're doing good. I mean, they have a long way to go, but a lot of people have been donating since this was started. 
So, uh, again, we always say we can't always give, but if we can, even $5 adds up. Uh, yes. So, um, anyways, my heart really goes out to them. I'm really devastated uh, yes. for everybody there. And, again, it's just very close to my heart for all the time that I spent there over the years. It's a really lovely town with amazing people in it. So. Yeah, so uh, sorry. Our uh, hearts go out to them. You know, years ago yes. when the really bad tornado ripped through Joplin, Missouri. Yes. Uh, I wasn't living home back then, but a very good friend of mine, Travis, lived in Joplin. And like, mm-hmm. the thing is, it takes years and years. Like, that community is still yes. recovering from that. Yes. You know, that was the one where people got sucked out of hospital rooms through the yep. windows. Like, it was crazy. These things it's horrific. Are, devastating for generations it's just yep. heartbreaking and they can turn on a dime like it's not like oh my god when they know a hurricane is probably coming this way get the heck out and evacuate and you have time it's like get out get out now get out get out yeah. a tornado could be coming this way and then burp you know go yeah. the other a tornado ripped through my college town tuscaloosa one of my friends had her roof rip off when she was home with her twin baby boys like tornadoes well, and all natural disasters are just There's no rhyme or reason so to scary. it either. Specifically no. with tornadoes, they hopscotch over. I remember when we would have tornadoes yep. in my hometown, for whatever reason, just morbid curiosity, we would go <laughs> drive around afterwards. Also, my dad was a firefighter, so he wanted to see what was going on in the community, you know, sure, how to get around sure. stuff. But anyway, uh, I just remember looking and thinking, this house got hit, then two houses didn't, then three houses did, then like right in a row. It was just like hopscotch. Yep. It's crazy. Yep. I know. Ugh. Oh, poor things. Yeah. If, if you can help, if you can help, reach out. Thank you so much for sharing that. Totally. Well, my rave this week is something called Step Up Women's Network. Uh, Let me read you a little bit about it here. It's pretty cool. Step Up is a mentorship nonprofit providing the structure for girls and those who identify with girlhood to define their ideal destination and get there wherever that destination may be. So more in depth, just a little on their website, you can find them at suwn.org. So that's stepupwomensnetwork.org. Who we are, success is subjective. Boy, that's the truth, isn't it? Hmm. No one destination fits all. So why would one path fit all? At Step Up, we believe girls deserve to define and pursue success on their terms. By bringing girls together in inspired spaces on and offline, we spark exploration and discussion of what's possible. With structured support and access to a strong community, we guide girls towards their unique goals first, by identifying those goals and then building the roadmap to get there. Whether there is a college, an internship, a network, or simply confidence, we're there for it and there for you. Step Up Girls are ages 14 to 18, high school girls and those who identify with girlhood. They also have a program that's 18 to 23 for young women and those who identify with womanhood Mm -hmm. ages 18 to 23. And they also have Girls of color facing systemic barriers and or first-generation students. Uh, their mission is through structured programs, focused support, and inspiring connections. We help girls define and achieve their unique visions of success. They have ambassadors on here. Um, 
one of the ambassadors said, I became an activist because I believe in myself. I know the experiences I've had with Step Up helped me gain the confidence and self-esteem to get to that place. So that's just a testimonial right there. It's really cool. When you go to their website and you click on guide, it'll bring up how you can be a mentor, how you can connect with them, how you can support them, and a little bit more information through press and stuff about what they do. So anyway, I just... I, I looked a little bit into their leadership. They seem like amazing women. You can also be a corporate partner if you're in that position as well. They have a guide. I don't know if I met, have I mentioned that yet? You can go to that guide and mm-hmm. it tells you how to be a member or how to sign up to be a mentor. Um, and then you're a part of that. Just come ready to be open and positive. No prior mentoring skills or expertise is required. So that's really cool. Step Up's mentorship model is built on four pillars that characterize the experiences and relationships youth need to develop into young adults equipped for success. We facilitate this development through a variety of career exploration, professional development, social-emotional learning programs. As a mentor, your role is to share your unique insights and to model participation in mentorship activities facilitated by these Step Up staff. So anyway, check them out. They have stuff like career practice, social emotional learning skills to develop your identity through self awareness, mm. like a lot of not just work related, but just sort of mm-hmm. like confidence and internal building strength as a woman in the community being mentored by other women. Love it. Check them out. Again, that's step up. So it's S U W N dot org. All the mentoring, please. It just makes such a difference in a kid's life. It does. And I love seeing it specifically for girls because I feel like when I was growing up, I did see other programs, even things like Future Business Leaders of America felt, to me, dominated by boys. Yes, absolutely. Um, So I do think it's important that we have those things just societally. Systemically, I don't think that there's been a time before now that we really, 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 really pushed for independence within the workforce for women exactly like hardcore and so some specific uh mentorship would be lovely i love that oh yeah love that for young girls anyway that's what i got jessica uh, dana i think that's our show i think it is would you like to tell people how to get a hold of us yes please find us and write into us and interact with us on Instagram and Facebook at the Rants and Raves podcast. You can find us on TikTok at the Rants and Raves P. Find us on our YouTube channel. You can subscribe. You can watch these full episodes or our shorts. We have both posted. You can find that at the Rants and Raves podcast on YouTube. Send us a direct email at the Rants and Raves podcast at gmail.com or go to the contact button on our website, www.therantsandravespodcast.com. Dad Thank you, Dana. You're welcome. Thank Always you, a pleasure. Uh, is there anything that you are absorbing? I, I guess I already blew mine. I'm I'm doing the behavior panel on YouTube. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you know, I've been watching it so much that my son said to me the other night, why are you watching that all the time? He literally asked oh, me. Oh, my God. He probably said, thinks like it's it. so weird and oh, boring. I'm sure. I'm sure. It's just four guys' faces in front of a microphone. And they're not like super animated like us, you know. It's just them talking. <laughs> I love that he noticed that. Oh yeah, like, why are you it's always amazing. Watching that? 
<laughs> yeah, weirdo. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That was the subtext. Oh, my God. Nope. Still uh, the Great British Bake Off. I think we're on week three of me saying that. Good. Just the most heavenly escape of fantasy. That's all I watch at night at the end of the day. Not joking. I, that's, I've been in that position for about two and a half, three years right now. <laughs> for real. I'm not joking. <laughs> um, yeah, me either, really. Uh, there's a couple scary movies coming out soon. Nope. Won't nope, be seeing not them. Not for Jessica. Uh, <laughs> Russell Crowe's got one coming out. I think it's like, is it oh. the, Pope, the Pope's father or something like that? The, the the father's father? I don't know. But anyway, he's an, an exorcist. Like he's, uh, yeah, it's exorcism stuff. And then, okay. um, well, this one's not scary, but Nicolas Cage and... Tom, what's his name? Holt. Nicholas Holt have Renfield coming out. I'm very curious to see it. Oh, my God. Yes. It yes, looks fun. Yes. I anyway. still want to see that movie about Nicolas Cage. I know. Me, too. Somebody just asked me if I had seen it yet, <laughs> and I haven't. I know. Samesies, samesies. Nicolas um, Cage playing Nicolas Cage. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I got to see it. I just think he's so he's been so crazy his whole life. I love watching him. I feel like he yep. just does whatever's in front of him and what he wants to do. Although Peggy not... Sue got married is my favorite role of his. Okay. Last thing I'll say about him. He's 60 something married yeah. to a 27 year old. Okay. Moving on. We're done with that. Announcements. <laughs> 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 um, an Obviously still we have our state college trip coming up. In mm -hmm. May, people yes, can come we out do. And visit us. Happy Valley, come see us at the Happy Valley XL Improv Festival. Yes, in please. State College, Pennsylvania. If you live in Philadelphia, it's not that far. Come and see us. Do you know people in Philadelphia? I do. I'm actually hoping that maybe one of my dear, dear friends from my early, early days uh, in LA when I worked at Anthropology. I'm hoping my friend Sue can maybe make it out, like grab oh, a friend and fine. make it. She has kids, so it may not be possible, but I'm hoping yeah, I can not. see her. And if she has she kids, would be great. <laughs> <laughs> Just speaking from experience. Um, that's wonderful. Uh, yes. I feel like I also need to or would like to announce, um, not this week, but next week, I think. April 10th, I believe, is when. Mm -hmm. My episode of 911 comes out if you want to catch <gasps> me on TV. Yeah. Now, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. because it's just us kids hanging out here, I will Heck say yeah. to you, I haven't seen it. <laughs> I don't know how much is edited out. I right? don't know if I'm any good. I had an enjoyable day that day. I was prepared <laughs> and tried to do my job well. That's about all I can say about it. So if you catch it and I just go, oh, no, and you never see me again, just accept it. You don't have to ask me if I did more. <laughs> oh, God. I don't think a lot of people get – people that do not work uh, within uh, the entertainment industry don't realize that, hey, you could be uh, in the entire episode. You could be in an entire season, and it could all be cut. Uh, yes. You sadly know that all too well. Yes. Um, yeah. Uh, lots of times you're like waiting for it and you tell your friends, especially when you're younger and get your first role or two, it's like, let's get all our friends together and watch. And then it's like, Oh my God. Where's Dana? Oh, oh it's my over? God. I, I wasn't very, in it. My okay. very first job that aired 
ever was Reno 911, and uh, they ended up making it into two episodes. I think I've told you this before. Yes. But I didn't know that was going to happen, and so it created that great thing. I used to be on this improv team called God Squad, and it was a bunch hmm. of our dude friends that we just adore, you know. And mm-hmm. Dan Tipton sent out an email because I wasn't in the first episode saying because he told me. I told everyone you were going to be in it, and they watched, and then you weren't even in it, and now I have egg on my face. And nobody had heard that term before. Because I apologized to everyone. I was like, I need to apologize. Uh, Dan Tipton feels like he has egg on his face. They're like, what? It's like you and me with juking. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, that's coming out Unreal. Um, I cannot wait to see it. I'm crossing my fingers. And that's, I love that show. I really do. You guys, Angela Bassett, Peter Krause, and now Dana Powell. And Come Dana on. Powell. Jennifer Love Hewitt. <laughs> yeah. Just so sweet. It's uh, my manager, one of his favorite shows. So I'm really excited. I love it. <laughs> yes. Anyway, so that's that. And I guess we'll get on out of here. I do like to leave us with a point to ponder. Yes. And it's so funny how sometimes... You know, it's just serendipitous how I I come in with something and you somehow just mm-hmm. tap on it a little bit with your finger and I can be like, ha, we made this. We planned this. I just <laughs> wanted to let you know, Jessica, that ants mm-hmm. stretch in the morning. Remember you were talking about yeah, how your grandma would do yoga and stretch and told you to stretch? Yes. Ants stretch in the morning. Ants are known to keep a regular daily schedule This includes the hours they work, sleep, and eat. They start their day with stretches in the morning. There you go, people. Incredible. Even the ants know. I love it. Even the ants know. Be more like an ant. Be more like a little ant, guys. Be more like a little ant. Let's work together. Build holes and communities. (laughs) Yeah. We'll be back next week. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, we will. Love you, Jessica. Love you, too. Mm -hmm. Have a great week, everybody. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.